Is a fracture walking boot enough when you have a tibial stress fracture and you're a runner? Well, that's what we're talking about today on the Doc on the Run podcast. Now, before we get started in this episode, if you're confused and you're not sure exactly what's wrong with you or what you can do, I actually did something recently. It was a presentation that we had called 12 Steps to rapid recovery from running injuries. And so this was a live presentation where I went through in order what I actually do with every single person who calls me for a consultation. So this is worth listening to. So it's only up for a limited time. We're gonna have some replays available. I think I did live, but if you got the invitation, you missed it, I'm sorry, but we do have some replays available because I got lots of emails afterwards asking for it for the people that actually couldn't show up for one reason or another. So we will have those available. If you want to get it, you can go to docontherun.com slash 12 steps, and you should be able to access it there if it's still live whenever you're listening to this. That's one thing that might be really useful for you if you are confused. So let's cue up the theme song, and then we'll get right into the episode. So the big question is this, how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. All right, now today's episode is going to be a good one for you to listen to if you've been told that you have a tibial stress fracture or if you just think you might have a tibial stress fracture. So tibial stress fractures are kind of scary because you get this idea that your shin bone is going to crack and break in half when you run, and obviously you don't want that to happen. But if you get a tibial stress fracture, the chances are really good that the doctor is going to do something to really restrict your running and potentially your ability to move around at all. For example, if you get a fracture walking boot and it's on your right foot, well, you can't even drive a car. So you've got to take this seriously. Now, I talk to runners all the time who have injuries like tibial stress fractures, and they're really confused about what to do because it doesn't seem to really match what they heard from the doctor. Now, here's the thing. When you get a tibial stress fracture, there are lots of different things that can actually cause it. But what causes it, of course, is stress. Stress to the shin bone, to the tibia. Because you stand on your leg, we always think of it as axial loading, of up and down motion, of pounding when you run, of landing on the shin, of landing on the tibia, of banging it over and over in some way that injures it. Now, that's most of the time what happens, but you can also get an injury that causes a stress fracture in the tibia because the muscles that attach to the bone are actually pulling, and they're pulling down the covering of the bone, they irritate the bone, you get chronic inflammation around the bone, and that can lead to a tibial stress fracture. So the thing is, is that if you use a fracture walking boot, it's very effective at stopping some of the motion and protecting the leg by decreasing some of those forces that go through the leg. It frankly also makes you walk a whole lot slower, which also helps to reduce the stress and strain on the tibia. But when I see injured runners, particularly people who are training for a marathon or they're high school cross country runners, and they really want to run, they really need to maintain their fitness, and they're trying to figure out how to get back to running quickly, one of the questions they ask that's completely reasonable is the fracture walking boot really enough or not? Should I be doing more or maybe even doing less? The way to think about it is this. If you have a tibial stress fracture and you just want it to get better and you want it to get better in the least restrictive way, well, it may take longer to get better 
but it's least restrictive. So if you're just wearing a fractured walking boot, you can walk around normally and life is fairly normal even with the boot, well, that's the least restrictive way. But most of the time when I see injured runners and I hear their circumstances and we talk about the severity of their injury, I think it's usually worth using crutches for some period of time to actually really reduce the stress and strain to all those forces going through the tibia to really get that stress under your threshold for healing so you can recover faster. Because when you're an injured runner and you're not running, you're getting a linear increase in strength of the bone, but you're getting an exponential increase in loss of fitness. And all of the things that happen as a consequence of sitting still, not training, not running, wearing a fracture walking boot, all of those things cost you more and more and more with every additional week that you add on to that treatment. So I think in most cases, it's better with the athletes I see, the ones I talk to on webcam, who understand that we can kind of compress the healing in a way if you're a little more aggressive early on. So you've got to talk to your doctor and make them understand that you really want to get back to running and you're trying to figure out not what their routine is, what they do for tibial stress fractures, but what you should do in your particular unique situation. That's really the most important thing. So if you've been told you have a tibial stress fracture and you're trying to figure out what the real steps are that I use to actually help you figure this out if we were on a webcam call or if I was sitting in your living room doing a house call, well, those things are outlined in the 12 steps to running injury recovery. We'll have a link at the bottom of the show notes for this particular episode, or you can go to docontherun.com slash 12 steps, and you can check out the whole presentation there. I'll show you in the web class exactly what I do.